0: It's late, it's 12.40am It's really late But it, I feel like, it feels like 8 o'clock to me Because my whole body clock is just Fucked um, Because of all this pendant making Like I don't know if you can hear, I'm, I'm in the process of um, Building all these key rings um, And while I'm doing All this, I usually just have um, I'm just watching videos And I've, I've got a subscription To Hulu Which is American. So I've needed I've needed to be like super like spy technology and get a VPN. Now normal human beings like 25 and under will know exactly what a VPN is, but I'm an old man and I only recently learned what a VPN was and it's virtual private net. I think that's I mean I'm making that up. It's basically where I tell my internet to stop telling people that I'm in Australia. And so I'm able to Tell my computer that I'm in America and then I'm able to access all these American TV shows. And in doing so, I've stumbled across uh, Leah Remini's documentary on Scientology. And it's a documentary series. I think there's three seasons. I'm currently in season two, almost at the end of season two, where she exposes Scientology. And she basically talks to people who've gone through some horrific ordeals. It's basically she talks to people who've left the church. And everyone that's left the church has left because the church is uh it's a brainwashing cult. And the way Leah does this documentary, she's so smart. She's just so smart because she she's given everything for the church to watch before it's aired. And then she said what's your right of reply and she gets them to reply and she puts it on the screen in in a letter and it's just it's just you just read their replies it's just it's like a generic reply because they try and discredit people i can't explain to you how insane this church is and i had no idea of half the things or almost any of the things going on it's such a secretive organization built on lies and I sound like a crazy person when I talk about conspiracies and when I talk about things. I can't even begin to explain how horrific this cult is. And it's it's not a church. Like any normal human being can look at this and go, this is not a church. Its leader physically assaults people and gets away. Like that's the... That, it's so hard to describe and it's... When you listen to the things that are happening within the walls of this church, you're just like, but how do you... Like, how is that... So you let him beat you. You let him punch you in the face repeatedly. And they're like, yes. And so sort of like, why? Because we believe it's saving mankind. How brainwashed do you have to be to believe that getting punched and kicked and slapped and hit and paying... <laughs> some people pay millions of dollars, is saving the world. And you hear about just so, so much. It's so ridiculous. And there are some moments, and Leah Remini is the perfect host. She's so personable, emotional, and and funny. She's like, yes, uh, (laughs) we believed that an alien Xenu like, had missing souls and they exploded from a volcano and now they form every part of our being and we need to clear the earth. And it's just like, what the hell is going on? And the, like, there's this... I guess it's hard to describe if you haven't seen it, but the most hilariously crackpot thing for me is... You become a certain level of Scientologist, like this stage is. It is unbelievably an incredibly smart, smartly built religion. L. Ron Hubbard, the founder, he built it to feel his own ego and because psych- psychiatrists call him a crazy person. And the reason why Scientology, you're not allowed to really talk about mental health or or discuss mental health um from a psychiatry level or seek psychiatric help or take any drugs for it is because he was ridiculed by the psychiatric community so he black he's blacklisted them he's just written it into their religion he would just write shit into his religion he'd be like oh that guy over there did this thing he's a doctor we don't like doctors we and he'd write a a policy and it was just all it, it just came from it came from no like it just it was just his ego and he built this religion and um you know like that oh, just they don't believe that you've got the depression doesn't exist and I, anyways so you go up through all these levels as a scientologist which L. Ron hubbard has written and they're all just it's all just bullshit um but that's how they bring oh, it's oh my god it's just so complicated Because they brainwash you and bring you in. And so you start, you, you, hang on your heart, believe everything. Like everything. You're just, you just believe it because you have been manipulated and brainwashed into believing it. So you're in. So you can't justify these things. Oh, sorry. Not you can't justify. The people in them justify them and they all justify them with, oh, I can't. This is the most hardest thing to explain. You just, I beg I beg people if you're curious about cults and religions this is fascinating because it takes everything you thought you knew about Scientology and it just it just tells you things that are so illegal and so wrong and so horrific and you just think how is this ch- church so-called church able to continue to operate? Anyways, the hilarious, there's this hilarious moment where they explain how Xenu, the alien overlord, got to flew to Earth. <laughs> and he flew in a DC-8! He's like he flew in what looks like a 747. And there's this video and L. Ron Hubbard's like, oh yes, the supreme technology was a 747, which is what Lord Zenu came in. Now, when he wrote this in 1965, these were like fancy planes, the DC-8s. They just look like 747s. And like the instructional, like the, the video that it accompanies this um so-called Xenu arriving to Earth is so funny because the alien spaceships are 747s. Like, that's... And it's like... It's so clearly made up. And there's a really great moment where uh, Leah Remini, um, you know, she's a huge celebrity and celebrities are just... Celebrities are the Jesus of Scientology because they portray... And they convince people to join because if if this person I love and adore has joined, well then, good, good on them. And there's a moment, and Leah talks about when she learnt about Xenu. And you have to be super privileged. It costs, you know, maybe $500,000 in in all these classes and sessions and all this what they call auditing. And and then you get to the privileged position of, oh God, I don't know, earning the right to, to read these sacred documents. And Leah Remedy goes, she's like, I was reading this. And I was just like, what the fuck am I reading? This is clearly bullshit. <laughs> and her mum's there with her in the, in when she's telling this story. And her mum's also with her when Leah finally discovers the truth about Scientology. And it's just so hilarious because Leah doesn't believe any of it. Her mum sort of like... Is on board and like, isn't it amazing? And Leah's like, I think that was the moment I knew that this is what am I doing here? What's happening? What have I spent my money on? Um I mean, the documentary is mostly really, really, really horrific and it's really it just infuriates you. Um But the the so it's Leah Remini and Mike Rinder. They're the two main hosts they're the people that produced and you know supervise and film and, and they do everything um for this documentary and mike renda was in the church for maybe 30 years Lee was in there for about 30 years as well and um mike was a really 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 senior like almost the second in command uh, and he was in charge of um pr and so he knew everything so he is like the perfect person to be exposing the church as well as Leah, so Leah gets the perspective. It's so fascinating because cause Mike is such a bloke in in how he talks and handles things, and Leah is just such a. It, Mike's not. He's empathetic, but Leah's really like just she's the she's you know that mother you've always wanted, and she she stops filming when they when they all start crying, and she she's just really, it's just such an amazing documentary. Just a series. And there's a part in it where she calls out celebrity members and says, you know, to all those celebrity members, you're a part of this. And, uh, you know, we're exposing this. So now you have no excuses. Here we are. We're exposing all of the terrible things that have gone on. Child labor camps, child beatings, sexual assaults. You know, like any goddamn religion, it's just all the same. You know, you think Christianity and the Vatican are bad. Just... Scientology is just a different version of that, and I just can't believe. And I I did decided to do a Google search of um what celebrities had to say after the their church was exposed. And Jenna Elfman, remember Jenna Dharma and Greg? It's really hard to 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 not be so critical, but I call her a piece of shit because she came out to say it's it's not true it's all it's just boring that's just boring you know children being sexually abused and physically and emotionally abused is boring to Jenna Elfman what a piece of shit <laughs> oh man there was like and I'm live tweeting oh my god like I need to vent this rage that's why I've stopped watching to do a podcast and I always I always want to gather my thoughts usually <laughs> usually Gather my thoughts. I don't usually speak on things straight away or... Because I'll usually cool down and I'll usually just calm down and just let it go. You know, like a lot of politics I don't like getting involved in because I'm just like, Christian, let it go. There's nothing you can do or say that will change the world. Just let it go. But I've always been so critical of Scientology and I've always thought it's, always, it's just such a weird cult where you've got to buy the books. And, you know, over, over the period of maybe... 15, uh, maybe 20 years even, um, I'd known about Scientology because, and here's a really fascinating story, where I went to school was in Dundas, I went to St. Pat's Dundas, and, uh, the school was right next door to a Scientology building, which I did not know until, I think it was, uh, the Channel 7 show Sunday night with Brian Seymour, an Australian journalist uh, did a story on on the on the compound, you know, Scientology and this big piece of real estate, and it was when you've done something bad in Scientology, they send you to this. It's like it's just like a camp, and you just scrub the floor with a toothbrush, or they make you do these, you know really inane tasks as punishment. And um, it's it's fascinating because it, this is just so... It's so involved. And you you need to watch it to get a real understanding of, of how hypocritical this church is and, and how awful it is and how how it brainwashes people and, and, and what they think and why they don't speak up. And, you know, like when you do something bad in the church, it could be as... The, it's just whatever... Upper management just deem is bad. Oh, you, you know, you you thought this. You admitted to thinking this, or oh, do you? You're not enjoying Scientology. You want to leave? Well, too bad. Now we're going to send you to this camp. Like that's going to help? It's so it's so full on, and it's just so appalling, and it makes me sick. And and what? And the thing is, like, I would love to talk to a Scientologist, but at the same time, I don't want to because they're they're brainwashed to believe these things that's the hard part and that's the part that that really sort of makes you so furious is you're furious with people like David Miscavige who lead the church who's just a small tiny man with a power complex and he's so awful and that the church leader died and so I thought oh and that L. Ron Hubbard was the one that that was able to make all these rules, but now he's dead, they can't make these rules, so how are they making money or well, they Do you know what they do to make money? Elron Hubbard wrote all these books and this is what they do. They said, Oh, we found a spelling error and a grammatical error in, in the books. So they reprint them and they make you it is their requirement for you to buy the books again. And all the books in total, when you cost about three and a half thousand dollars. That's the US price. $3,500. Anyway, so I want to go back to this school. So my high school was next to this big Scientology center. And I remember it was so weird because we would get the bus. We'd get the bus to school every morning. And every so often, we would see the bus in like people. And they were all wearing white t shirts and black pants. And we were like, "What is this place? Like, what is this?" And we would just see them get bust in. We never saw them leave. We never saw the entrance. We never saw anything, and we never saw them. Like our ovals at some pats were just so. Just imagine so a big oval, right? And then just imagine like a slope that goes up. It's like a it's like a hill, but it's like a big slope on one side of the oval, it's a big old slope, it goes up about 10 meters and then it levels off and it's all flat. Now that was all fenced off that flat bit at the top and that's where the Scientology place was and and we would see a busload of people go in all the time but you never saw anybody outside or in or around and that's because they were actually locked inside Windows closed, scrubbing the floor, scrubbing bins, scrubbing the bathroom, essentially being tortured. And the, the Sunday night program um, was contacted. So Brian Seymour, who's an Australian journalist, who's been covering Scientology in Australia for years. He featured in the Leah Remini documentary as well, because they talked to journalists about their experiences dealing with Scientology. Because journalists, as soon as they look into the church... There's a policy in Scientology where they will harass and discredit anyone that tries to investigate the church, and I mean they will make up lies about journalists. Uh, they looked up child pornography. Yeah, it's mostly just that you know that they watch porn or you know it's just things they try and and then they they leaf, they what is it like leaflet drop. They find where they live, they find where they work, they hire private investigators to find out intimate details about their lives and then they harass them. Like Brian Seymour was doing a report and he was in LA and um, he was just just filming a little thing and he was being harassed and one of the people got up to him and um, whispered in his ear, you know, you're adopted, no one loves you and you, you spent time in an orphanage, which obviously he did because they were just trying to make him angry and he knew he knew that was a tactic and he knew that he could not get angry whatever he did he could not get angry because what they would do is they were they were always filming they were always not brian not the reporter scientology was always filming journalists and harassing them they just had a camera pointed at them all the time Waiting for the moment for the journalist to just snap and get really pissed off. And they would hurl abuse at the journalists. They would find out such intimate personal details. Go through the garbage. They would hide, like, this church has billions of dollars. And then they would just harass, waiting, just trying to get that piece of footage. Because what would happen is, the journalist would release the story. And then Scientology would release a video to discredit the story by showing that the journalists got really angry and irate and they've got issues. And they only show it internally to Scientology people. And Scientology people go, oh my God, see? He's got issues. He's got problems. And Scientology, he needs us to fix him. He's not speaking bad about the church because we're bad. He's speaking out because he needs to be fixed. And they all believe that because they're so brainwashed. And the hard part of the whole thing is, you know, I know no one from Scientology will be listening to this because they're not allowed to. They get written up. They have to dob themselves in. Um, but they're so brainwashed into these things that if if they watch the documentary on Leah Remini or they you know listen to this podcast, they have to go into their church, they have to say that they did that, and they will be reprimanded. It could be... Um, They might have to pay more money to do more courses to clear themselves of these uh, sins. And so, they're so, you can't, like, they're so indoctrinated in Scientology that they physically have to wake up themselves. You can't wake them up. And it's just, it's, I... It's like, as a cult, you look at that and go, it's almost the perfect cult. Because it, it was so, and it sort of is still really successful. And that's the, the, you know, for a cult to be good, they've got to be really successful. You know, and so successful that the um, America, and even in Australia, I don't think they are anymore. They're recognised as a religion and tax exempt. And then uh, there was a really interesting point, which is why does religion not pay tax? I'd never thought about that. I was like, oh, because, you know, I don't know. They just don't. Religion doesn't pay tax because it actually is a service to the community. So it has, you know, like, I don't know, I think the Smith family is run by the Anglicans. Or, you know, you've got Anglican, you've got uh, St. Vincent de Paul, you've got all these organisations that are run by certain sects of faith. Anglicans, Christians, Catholics. And uh, they pay for it. And so they're servicing the community because if they weren't doing it, the government would have to be doing it. So that makes sense. So they're exempt from paying tax. And you look at any other church or religion and they they really do give back to the people. Um, The scriptures and the Bible are pretty much free texts. They don't cost you $3,500. You know they they might cost you twenty bucks and um some there was a really interesting video clip of a guy in L.A. walking into a Scientology center and asking, "Can I read about you know Scientology and the and, and the reasons behind it? you know the Bible of Scientology, which is called Dianetics, uh, which sounds like calisthenics or was it calisthenics? You know the dancing or what? Yeah, Dianetics." Um. Made up bullshit, and the church is like, Yep, yep, and this is how much it's going to cost. You know, it's like 150 bucks. And the guy's like, I don't have any money, and they're like, Oh, this is what they do, this is what they did. Okay, um, well, do you have anything you could sell? And he was like, Oh, look, I don't, I'm actually behind on my rent. And they're like, Okay, well, when do you get paid? And it's like, Oh, I get paid here, but then I need that money for rent and for food, so um. And they're like, well, how much do you spend on food? And this... I I couldn't believe... They couldn't give a shit about him. They just want his money. And he's in there and he's like, oh, I suppose I could do $50 and I could just not eat for a week. And then they're like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. So do you want to buy it now? And you're just like, are you serious? You pieces of shit. <laughs> Just exploiting people that want to come into the church, just get their money, just get their money. The same guy um, bumps into a priest on the street outside the um, church, just talking to parishioners, and says, how do I get a copy of the Bible? And the priest says, there is a bookshop, we have a church bookshop just across the road, if you'd like to go and purchase one. And then the guy says, oh, look, I actually don't have any money, I'm homeless. And the priest, without missing a beat, says, oh, just tell them that Father so-and-so sent you and to put the Bible on my tab. That that he would just absolve the cost of that. That the church would probably, the church probably, will pay for that. And you're just like, oh my God. And then he says, are you staying at so-and-so homeless centre, which is a local homeless centre, and the guy's like, oh, no, he's not homeless. So he's like, oh, no. And then the father's trying to help him out. It's just like, oh my God. How can you call yourself a church? You're, You're the premise of it is a Xenu Who I always think of Xanadu when I think of Zenu. It sounds like a character in a cartoon. Like a Xanadu spin-off. Zenu Xenu. Uh huh. I, I like. I just feel I'm just so angry. I just want something to be done. It's such an emotional docu series. Leah Remini, Scientology, and the aftermath, is what it's called. Uh, this makes me so angry. I'm so angry at Jenna Elfman. <laughs> just ignorant wealthy and ignorant and just sheltered celebrities live such a glamorous existence in the church tom cruise what a f- fucking low life piece of shit we're doing the work we're saving the planet uh, and and it's it's hard because it's like as much as like look I think Tom Cruise and Janet Elfman are pieces of shit. And I don't think any any other Scientologists are pieces of shit because they're just so brainwashed. They're just so indoctrinated and tricked. And uh, uh, and the other thing to understand is there's two sections. There's Scientology where you live in the real world and you're a Scientologist, you know, have a home, go to school, do whatnot. Um, And then there's Scientologists that live in these compounds, which is just pretty much in the States. And the compound's called the Sea Org, which I always thought was a boat. But it's not. The Sea Org isn't like... It is not. It is sort of a boat, but it's not a boat. But, like, the Sea Org basically is where you become a Scientologist, but Scientology will pay for you to become a Scientologist. So you give up your life. And you, you sign a billion-year contract, because that's what they believe. They believe that your spirit will go on for a billion years. And um, if you leave, you you owe the church forty thousand dollars, and so a lot of people who can't afford it are like, "Oh, great, let's do it." So they go into this sea org, and it's like they it's like they're stepping into an enclosed camp with barbed wire fences and security. You can't leave; they don't let you leave. It's it's a prison. They don't let you leave. They. You try to escape, but they don't let you leave. And the stories of people escaping and how they get out and how they're followed and chased is insanity. And how is this still allowed to happen? Like, here's a really fascinating one. And I was telling my brother this, and because he, he, oh, this is why I love my brother, Nick. And Tim, Adrian's sort of not really into the conspiracy or culty side, but Nick is. And I was telling him about this and there was this one guy who, my God, there's just so much to describe. Like I, can, I feel like saying things, but then you won't understand. He was in a church with his wife for, for years and years and years. And when I say in there with his wife, so he was in the Sea Org, so he was in a compound uh, in in this prison, basically, it's just like imagine, imagine like a suburb surrounded by barbed wire fence. You don't have to come in and out. Uh, no internet, no television, no radio, no nothing. You're just told you're brainwashed and then told everything. And he grew up in it. Basically, he, he's been in it for his whole life, and he got married to a woman in the church. Now, the traditional views of a husband and wife are n- nothing like. It's not a. It, Nothing about that sea org and that that camp, that suburb that they're locked in is similar in any way to the outside world. You know, the, the married couples, they don't live together. This husband didn't know his wife could cook. They had been married for 13 years and she had never cooked him a meal. Like, this this is just how they lived. Um, And so the rule is, if you leave the church... Anyone inside the church is not allowed to talk to you, and it's not—it's it, too—it's not because they're upset with you. It's because almost when you're in these churches, family's almost all you got, and it's used as a threat to keep you there. So it, this includes people that live in the real world that are Scientologists. It's, it, you're not allowed if your family isn't a Scientologist. Cut them off, and and people do, people do, cause they're brainwashed. But if we go back to the Sea Org, which is you know suburbs surrounded by uh, barbed wire. Um, it, if what if so if, oh, sorry, I you probably I probably lost you completely. Just go and watch the documentary; it's fascinating. Husband and wife: if husband says to wife, I. I can't do it anymore, I'm gonna leave. The wife has to say something. Otherwise, she's you know destroying the planet. Which is you know what they believe. So husband has said he's not happy in previous occasions, and the wife has then gone and told that. And then the husband is punished and, and has to go through all these sessions and you know do all this auditing and whatnot. Um, and so he's, he gets to a point where he's like, I can't even tell her I'm going. I'm just going to go. And that, this is what they, I'm just going to have to leave. Um, It turns out, luckily, the wife in this instance was on board and like, okay. Um, Actually, no, 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 no. Oh, fuck. He didn't tell her. He, he didn't tell her. He tells her at some point, but. I'll get through the story. So he doesn't tell her, he packs a bag and for for about two or three months he he goes for this walk and he goes for a walk and he's allowed outside of this suburb really briefly to go to like a mailbox or whatnot um, and he drives his bike out to go to this mailbox and comes back. And he does this, this is the plan. He's just driving out there every Sunday so that security knows every Sunday to expect him In and back, in and back, in and back. While he's formulating a plan to escape. He sets up this routine. Um, He's basically setting it up so he can go out and they don't think anything of it and he can just get away. So the day comes, he gets on his bike and he drives away. I think I'm blending two stories into one here. Who cares? Just run with me. He drives his bike out and... He's chased by... They find out and he's chased. Like he's just full, There's a whole department in this Sea Org de- devoted to keeping people in. So he's chased down and they're like screaming at him from the car. And he's on the highway and this car's going by and there's black vans following this bike. And they just can't... He's just not turning around. Like He's not coming back. So they run him off the road and they knock his bike off the road. And they're like, come on back. You know, like you've got nowhere to go. You've got no education. You know your family's here. Just come back. You'll be fine. And the mission of the church is no one's allowed to leave because they know all the secrets. They know everything, and they know it's bullshit. They don't want that to get out. And so, this guy was literally like, I would just was just gonna walk into the middle of the road and get hit by a car. That was what I would rather do. So he starts waving his hands to inform, like, that he wants help from the public and the only thing that the church hate is when the public get involved it's the only thing that scares them and they don't tell anyone this but he just starts waving his hands to be like please someone help me please someone stop and they freak out so they leave they drive away and they leave him alone and he manages to get out then he calls his wife and he he manages to communicate to her somehow and say i'm out please come with me here's how you're going to do it and and he doesn't know. She she phones are tapped, letters are read. Like it's, it's, it's so confusing. I know this is so just. <coughs> he can't con. There's no way he can contact her without her knowing. But he somehow manages to. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> but she somehow manages to see a plan he's got for her, and she's gonna go and she needs to get her eyes tested and get a new prescription. And so she goes out. Now she's with two people, two security guards to make sure that she doesn't do anything, doesn't try and run away. And so this appointment's been set for a while. It looks all legit. And she walks into this Walgreens and just walks straight in and straight out the back door. And there's a bus. They'd they'd worked out these times and everything. There's a bus to Las Vegas. And she gets on this bus and... She gets. She just gets away. She manages to get away. Get to a phone booth, and and call the, the husband. And um, you know, it's it's so emotional when they tell their story, because these two people they don't know any other life, and they've got, um, the father of the the guy. That's all that they knew. Who was in Vegas? That's the only family, because the rest was inside Scientology. And the father hadn't seen his son or heard from his son in 27 years, because they're not allowed to talk to anyone that's not a Scientologist. And the father, the son said, I was really worried because I I hadn't spoken to my father, and I'd left under the hopes that he would take he I'd be able to stay with him. And he said I called my father from a payphone. I was like, Hi, it's it's your son. Have you not spoken to him in 27 years? And said I've just fled the Church of Scientology, and it's oh it's so sad. And the father was, you know, broke, breaks down on the phone and says, "I've been waiting for this day for, you know, thirty five years. I've been waiting for this moment." And you're just like, "Oh my god!" And that's 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 a light that's a light hearted escape story. Let me just, it's in a motorbike, a car tried to run him off the road, a woman's escorted with two security guards to Walgreens she has to sneak out. That's not a religion. It's not even a cult. It's a prison, and this is why Leah starts calling out all these celebrities because they have to give their money. And Leah's like, "I didn't know these things were happening. I had no idea, and I gave millions of dollars to the church for them to abuse all of these people." And she feels, and she feels really bad. I mean, and then so that's, I mean, it's part of why she's doing this, and she wants to get them shut down. But it's like. I, I I've often thought you know, the Catholic Church abused so so many children. So many children. It's still still allowed to happen. How, how do, like, it's the same with, with this church. The I think that the main goal they want to do is to stop it being Oh actually no they don't. I don't think that their main goal is to shut the whole thing down. But I always just go. Just let's just stop calling it a church, stop getting it tax exempt status, and then it'll put so much financial strain on it that it'll just have to implode in on itself. And you feel bad for the people for Scientologists who you know want to believe something, and I don't. I mean, has it? It's helped them, but but it's it's helped them to the detriment of so many other people, and it's causing so much harm. Can't you pick another religion That's just not so harmful But they're all a bit like that though Aren't they Oh, Okay well I feel like I vented And I got out all my frustrations Now I'll go and watch the rest of season 2 And episode 3 and come back And probably really spray you Do I regret saying those things about Jenna Elfman and John Travolta No I tweeted it Oh my god I've got a comment Oh someone's like meh, she's a nobody. But she's not She's really famous. She can she can still do all of these things. I'm hungry. <laughs> Alright, thanks for uh, this, this. getting through that rant. Jesus.